welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Told you, don't make noises over the intro. Well, I can always cut them out. Yeah, but you're just showing off. I'm not showing off. Trying to be the centre of attention. No one would ever know if you hadn't mentioned it. I'm not trying to do it for attention because I'll cut it out. It's the exact opposite of doing it for attention. Over the top, like, I'm here. I I just got off my foot and I was relieved because it was comfortable. You were relieved? Did you have a wee-wee? No. Just let let me have my moment in the intro. God. Yeah, you won't get any moments throughout the episode. Oh, you well, never, ever do. I don't. You just don't shut up. No. <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. Hello. Um, yeah, we've spent too much time together this morning, obviously. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I've barely seen you. <laughs> no, I've been in here doing my song. You have, yeah. yeah. I am She's joking. just finished her song. I haven't heard it yet, no. nor have you. So. Oh, I'd be creeped out if they've heard it. That, that'd be really weird. You're right. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I mean, if someone else had, had recorded the exact same song. Interesting. Uh, I mean, there's a precedent for it historically, you know. All those lawsuits of, oh, so-and-so stole this song. Yeah. This, that's not a blurred line, that's a so-and-so. Megan uh, Trainor stole, who was it? Ugh. Who knows, I don't care. Someone's song. Um, Marvin Gaye. Anyway, that was annoying me. Uh, welcome enough. back to the Ghost Gig. Hello. Sorry. having a This good, is not a music episode. We're having a... This is a film episode. having a domestic, apparently. <laughs> we're not. We're having a discussion in our flat. <laughs> Um, yes, this is a, a film episode. Yay! Yay! This seems to be working okay, this kind of format. We actually seem to be out on time with these episodes having, you know, doing song, film, yeah, song, look film. at us being somewhat I slick. I know. People will get scared and doubtful soon. Oh, I know. Well, I'm already you... doubtful. And what, about everything in the world? Pretty, yeah. Yeah. About the same as usual now, I think about it, so okay. that's all right. All right, well, you know, I'm sure you'll get over that. So, what film are we talking about today, Vincent? Today we are talking about a film that you suggested. I did. Which is Jennifer's Body from 2009. Yeah, um, this was a bit nostalgic for me because I remember seeing it back back then and thinking... Oh, uh, yes, you had yeah. seen it before, didn't you? I never saw it before, so yeah. I don't have, didn't have any preconceived ideas. I would, I think I'd heard the name somewhere and... I don't know. I wish I'd known about it earlier because I enjoy comedy horror. Yeah. I really like it. So, Shall I just quickly read an overview? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, Jennifer's body, as you said, 2009. Jennifer becomes possessed and turns into a succubus after she is sacrificed to Satan. When her best friend Anita, slash needy, learns about it, she has to stop Jennifer before she attacks her lover, Chip. And, okay. And all the other lads in school. I don't feel like that's the best summarisation just because it gives a bit too much away but tells you not everything you need to know. Yeah. But there we go. Kind of like the trailers, it misleads. Yeah. Because I, I, after I'd, we'd, we'd done the previous episode, I had to kind of remind myself what the film was again and mm-hmm. rewatch a trailer to sort of finish off some of the lyrics. And I, I thought, my first thought was, this is a completely different film. It happens to have some footage in common, but like, yeah. this is a completely different film that they're showing a trailer for to what we watched. I wish there was a trailer to the what we watch because it's much better. I mean, sure, like it's it's a teenage girl who gets possessed. That's that's true. This yep. is a good, fun, silly comedy horror, isn't it? I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's it is fun. It's not scary, really, but it is. It is a good film. I think. I think it's pretty good. I yeah. enjoyed it. I think it was trying to be a bit clever. I think it thought it was a bit cleverer than it really was. But I saw that how it's being marketed was hideously inappropriate. <laughs> um, like, like no, I feel like the people who would have been drawn to it from this marketing would have been really disappointed. Yeah. But I, I don't know how it was received at the time, nor do I particularly care. Um, I imagine it was a B-movie. But mind you, it's Megan Fox. And yeah. that was the era when she was quite big. So maybe I liked watching her 
not take herself to you know she yeah. was like yeah. so megan fox plays you know the popular girl that everyone loves all the lads want to get with her all the girls want to be her friend but she's a real bitch isn't she yeah. she's not not a nice i mean everyone's been to school with someone like that haven't they i know i certainly have i only went to school with lovely people oh well okay Oh. Nah, you were the bitch you were the popular girl yeah, exactly, that was you. Yeah. it was you in a wig <laughs> no one ever complained you did have long hair when you were younger I did yeah I did during, during the end of school I had long hair yeah so that was you um, yeah so and then her and um, Needy as her best friend is called who's played by the lead girl in Mamma Mia can't quite remember her uh, name. Hang on, I had it written down somewhere. Uh, Seafried? Is That's it, surname? Amanda Seafried, yeah. You. yes. And that was all before Mamma Mia. That, the Jennifer oh, Collins yeah. before okay, Mamma okay. Mia. And in my, in my opinion, I enjoyed her far more in this than I did in Mum in sort of cutesy, cutesy Mamma Mia. Well, anyway. It, it's, yeah, it's a better performance. I mean, there's a bit more to go on, to yeah. be fair. It's a lot meatier. It's a lot more fun, I think, this. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's actually a bit yeah, more sorry, fun Sorry, ABBA fans are going to absolutely rinse me. I, 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 like, I like ABBA, but yeah, for me, this Jennifer's body was far more The of best part fun. of Mamma Mia, not that this is Mamma Mia review, was Pierce Brosnan not hitting the notes. Oh, God. That was the best part oh, of that film. Oh, God. And when that's the best part... Why they okay. ever thought, ever thought actually, that was no, a good idea? Is, is, his name, is his name Bjorn or something? The guy, the, uh, one of the original members of it, sitting on the piano on like a floating yeah. board somewhere in the background going, <laughs> yeah. that was quite silly. Um, but no, that's yeah. there's our review of Mamma Mia. Piers Brosnan um, cannot sing, end of. No, he can't. Everyone knows that. It's funny. Anyway, yeah, Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox were brilliant together yeah. in this. Actually, that was quite good. Their interplay was pretty yeah. funny. Um, and, you know, Megan Fox is obviously an incredibly stunningly beautiful person and they really played on that. You know, basically this idea of that's all she really had. She just had her looks. And then once she was sort of transformed, the looks kind of, she had to keep doing murderous things to con- to keep her looks because if she left, lost her looks, she had nothing else. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, yeah. Um, well, that, that sort of hints at the fact that it was trying to be a lot more clever than yeah. the films I think it was kind of poking fun at. Yeah. Um, and we'll obviously go into what a uh, succubus is a bit later. Okay. I wasn't sure of which yeah. direction you were going with the um, story. So, okay. But yeah. And yeah. And, you, and it was all, it was all about <laughs> um, men being absolute twats as well. Yes. Yeah, and the, the, one, the ones who aren't twats in it are almost inconsequential as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite but it, funny. It was very much about um, beauty is skin deep and men are shits. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Especially when you're teenagers. And was that something that you should know about when you go into it? And this may or may not put you off, but I didn't notice when we saw it. It's written by the same writer as Juno. Yeah, yeah, I know I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I Which didn't. Is, but, and actually, when you see that, you think, okay, yes, it is girls in a high school. And also, the soundtrack's quite prominent. The soundtrack um, was really, really good. Like with Juno. Nostalgic. Go get the soundtrack. It's quite good. Yeah. Um, but, I love the Juno soundtrack. Yeah, fair enough. It's a different kind of soundtrack, but it has that same... It's, very distinctive it's dialogue. It's very well put together, isn't it? It's, it's you know, well thought out, like Juno. Yeah. It's, yeah. It suits perfectly, the soundtrack, I think. Yes. I don't think it's quite as successful in its intentions as Juno is. No, but um, it's not as funny and witty as Juno, but I think it no, wasn't far No, it's trying to be. Like, it has lots of those quotable lines. Yeah. But I think it relies a bit on the quotable lines rather than necessarily... Yeah. being that deep but it, it was still enjoyable i gotta admit moment my moment you're having fun so yeah and it, that's all right. i have to say like when i re watched it so i watched it what i don't know 2010 or something so over 10 years ago and it stood up to what i remembered which that's was always on, nice yeah, isn't it yeah yeah that's cool 
I, I like there was like echoes of like ginger snaps in it. There was echoes of Carrie. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, and they they knew it. Yeah. They were doing they're doing it, which is nice. But there definitely um, echoes of Carrie. I forgot to mention that in the song actually. Yeah, it was there was clearly big inspiration from Carrie in this film. Yeah, it it was sort of a sort of poking reference to other like revenge films as well because mm. after she's taken away and traumatized like she this one she uses the trauma against her mm-hmm. like as an actual uh used against the attackers i suppose and, like something actually comes from it rather than in some other f- past films in the horror genre where it's you know a revenge plot where for better or worse it's pretty much just getting revenge yeah like, that's all there is to it you know this this was a bit doing something a bit different um yeah the pain is not used meaningfully i mm-hmm. suppose was what I was trying to say, just really badly. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just it's just fun. This film, I'd, I'd it recommend it. You know. I, I think maybe it's supposed to be written as like a black comedy, uh, and yeah, then it I kind of got jazzed, jazzed up to be a bit more of a team, mm. and then it was marketed in correctly as well. I thought, but yeah, I haven't watched the trailer. Maybe but. maybe there's a bit of a sort of a schizophrenic approach to the writing of it. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. uh, but it feels like there's a bit of a weird mishmash of tones in it but it is fun yeah it's so fun and i mean the quotable lines have stuck i remember several of them in it like yeah. just odd moments where like they're just odd turns of phrase and like juno there's some of that overly engineered hip teen slang yeah that um no teenager would ever actually use because they're written by someone in their 30s or something like that but yeah. like you know like in juno they say wizard wizard you know, yeah. there wasn't that in it but it's the same sorts of words yeah um, <laughs> like, so you might hate that that's it's completely acceptable position but yeah i didn't really mind <laughs> myself and it's like silly moments like when they're when they're sacrificing her uh the guy he goes oh it's a bowie knife and, the, and his batman goes oh bowie oh bowie nice yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he says that's a hot murder weapon <laughs> <laughs> under the serious moonlight man <laughs> yeah. um and the casting is quite good other than the leads like it's chris pratt before he's famous yeah and the guy from, I think he was from the OC after he was famous, who's the guy, the lead singer of the like, NAF indie band. Right, right, right. Who I refer to as Bargain Bin Brandon Flowers from <laughs> The Killers. Uh-huh. Um, like they, they reference Maroon 5. Like, that's what that's their idea of cool. Yeah. Like, that, that's how bad they are. Yeah. I mean, it's just silly, because like, when that film came out, I would have been, like, the perfect age. Like, yeah. But I just, it just kind of all passed me by. Because it's, obviously, it's American, so... It probably wouldn't have been so prominent over here in the UK, but you know the, all the references. I was like, I don't remember any of this, but I think it's more because it was US rather than maybe. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's, I, for that, that didn't really sort of feel disingenuous at that point because it's it's an American uh, sort of genre that they were yeah. setting themselves inside. So that's fine. I, I will mention they did do the thing with Amanda Seyfried. Is um, well, we've put glasses on her and made her hair a bit frizzy. That that yeah. makes her unattractive. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's like in Princess Diaries, you know. Yeah. Apparently putting glasses on someone makes them plain and unattractive. <laughs> Naturally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Behaving like Amanda Seyfried isn't beautiful, which she is, you know. So, yeah, I suppose Megan Fox is, you know, supposed to be, you know, at that point on another she was, level. At that point, she was supposed to be like the, the Maxim Covergirl style yeah. thing. But, yeah. But as I said, like her not taking herself too seriously, you know, as a, you know, the actress was clearly happy to take the piss and play along there's a i think there's a few other things from around a few years afterwards where she was doing a similar thing she was quite self-aware i get mm. the impression so yeah fair I don't enough. Know what happens she's not in anything anymore is she megan fox do you ever hear about her i i don't i'm afraid I, yeah megan seafree's in loads of stuff to be fair i imagine she just chose to not be in the spotlight maybe the maybe that's fair enough 
Because <laughs> she was everywhere for a while, wasn't she? And then she, I don't know. I could be totally wrong here. I would hope that it's because she chose to step out of the limelight. Yeah, but maybe. I have no idea. Just had enough. Yeah. does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe she'll make a huge comeback like Brendan Fraser and appear yeah. enormously in fat. A, in a fat suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, could happen. Is she the female Brendan Fraser? Is, is she? That, the, is is that she? flattering? Yeah. Is that flattering, really? Uh, um, well, he was incredibly hot in The Mummy. And then, Fair, yeah. Yeah, and a brilliant actor. Yeah. I think she was also a very good actor in, in yeah. his film. It could. Is, is Megan Fox the female Brendan Fraser? Time will tell. Time will tell, Vince. <laughs> History can look back on this as either really a monumental discovery for us to point it out yeah. or really, really freaking stupid. We'll be like The Simpsons. We'll predict things. Um, maybe we're overselling ourselves a little bit. Well, I think we're psychic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, is there anything you didn't like particularly about the film? Um, is there anything that sort of felt a bit odd? And... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of I was watching it again. It's a nostalgia thing. Always, you know, you always always get um a bit rose tinted glasses when it's something that you remember watching really really enjoying. So you're already in the mindset that I'm going to really enjoy this. Uh, did I not yeah, like? I mean, obviously, like ugh, the sexism always wrangles with me, but it was it was taking the piss out of sexism. It a was. Lot. I, I think that that was. If anything, that's probably. It, I imagine it comes across better now than it did when it was released. Yeah, yeah. That's probably maybe it was like poking at something which. Yeah, and I'd have actually took form later when on. I watched it I as a know. teenager. I probably would have missed that. Yeah, probably, and that's fair enough. That's yeah. I do think the the strange inclusion of the girl on girl kiss, which mm. has oh, no yeah, narrative that was point, unnecessary. no point yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, um, it doesn't. It's just a moment so they can have a good bit for the trailer, I suppose. Yeah, but it didn't seem to make any. I suppose. Sense. I mean, they could argue. Oh, it was you know to highlight the succubus in her, which I, I just is a, is a that... sexual demon, basically. Yeah, and, but... uh, she was. They were. She was the only other person there. Therefore, she ended up kissing her. But yeah, I think that was a little bit. Oh, we've got to include a lesbian kiss. So, uh, I, I yeah. Yes. I mean, actually, aside from that bit, that I thought their interaction was really quite well thought through. It was yeah. quite a an honest depiction of a really close um, friendship. Yeah. Uh, completely believable. I suppose there was this slight undertone of is Needy a little bit in love with her because she is so confident and beautiful. Like, maybe not in a sexual way, but in a kind of awed way in that she got confused and thought it was romantic Maybe. i don't know i'll just point out as, as you said there needy is very well named as a character yeah that's exactly what she is yeah it's, yeah know, it's not all she is but no. i think she was given a bit less to work with character wise than... yeah i mean i suppose i say that the characters are quite two-dimensional aren't they in some ways i suppose they are but yeah. it, you don't really need great big like deep complicated characters for this film because it is nah. just a light sort of Laugh with a lot of blood and people being ripped apart. Oh yeah, yeah. They kind of work. It all kind of balanced and worked really. As long as you're not expecting Mostly. something really deep and thoughtful. I, I think some of the times the the gore levels gave it kind of a more more or less the aesthetic of the films they were supposed to be taking the piss out yeah. of. Like the sleaze factor was quite high yeah. in this film. Yeah, probably with a knowing wink sometimes, but I don't know if that always yeah. came across. I thought the ending was fantastic. Yes, I like that too. Um, basically, Needy, I won't give it to you, Needy gets revenge on the guys who yeah. sacrifice um, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer, that's the one. I was going to say Megan, I mean, it's still. Um, and the way they do it is brilliant. I won't give it away too much, but it's very, very satisfying. Yeah, very that was actually satisfying. fun. Yeah. Um, the sort of framing of the whole plot is quite, quite yeah, nicely done, yeah. actually. And the way the way they start it, I mean, again, I won't give too much away, but, you know, it's it starts... Um, 
sort of it starts and then there's flashbacks to what happened basically if you remember yeah um so it's you're remembering it through needy's brain but needy is um by this point quite messed up so you know you're remembering through a quite a Maybe, maybe that's how they excuse some of the strange turns of events. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'd I'd watch it <laughs> purely for the ending, where you just get to see them get their comeuppance, which is brilliant. Yeah, that, that is fair. It is satisfying. I, yeah. I got to admit. I'm just looking at the computer screen now, and it's say there were questions saying, "What is the message behind Jennifer's body? How did Jennifer get possessed? Why is Jennifer's body in 18? Like, well, quite I, a few I don't reasons. Feel like that's- too difficult to no. answer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so definitely an 18. Definitely wouldn't show this to a child. Um, cool. Well, I don't have anything else to say, I don't think. Give it a watch. It's good fun. Yeah, I, I think I would echo that pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's worth some time. It's Also, we don't actually tend to do many comedy horrors no. on this podcast. I think this probably leans a bit more on the comedy side, pretending it's a horror. Yeah, but don't, don't. That's still okay. If you want to be scared, yeah, this is, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it, at, at most, it's like a vaguely menacing sensation throughout. Yeah. It is not jump scares. No. It's, yeah, no. it's schlocky. Think Shaun of the Dead, Americanized style slightly, would you say? I mean, mm, in that Shaun really. of the Dead. No, but in that Shaun, the, Shaun of the Dead has got plenty of gore in it, but it's not scary. It's yeah. more, it's comical. Shaun of the Dead is scarier. Yes, it is. It, it, yeah. has, it has legitimate jump yeah. scares in it. It has uh, well-crafted moments where you, you are feeling very yeah. tense. This does not have that. It's, and it's not supposed I to. I don't remember ever feeling tense. No, there's, there's, the we will rewatch it. We, I said matter. we've got to do Shaun of the Dead. We're, we're deviating anyway. Yeah, we've mentioned like three other films so far. Shaun of the Dead is the ultimate comma. It might well be. What's the matter? Never taken a shortcut before? <laughs> <laughs> but again, quotable lines. Yeah. You know, it, is, it is a staple. Yeah. This has its own. We like, will definitely review Shaun of the Dead. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Should we do some songs? I would think we should do some songs, okay. yeah. Do yours first, go on. Okay, all right. Soundtrack rocks with emo bands galore. Your factor's high, but you know the score. Fresh meat for the high school movie. Camp is still a sexy, kooky kind of vibe. Perhaps they're using it to hide behind. Masquerading as a sexy rom weirdo So watch out, cause Jenny's gonna get ya So, um, are you coming to the party later? And you'll see Jennifer's body keep the snaps to carry Cause they all hang out at the same party And you'll see Jennifer's body keep the snaps to carry Cause they all hang out at the same party Bin Brandon Flowers But Jenny is no friend of his Talking about glib hip teen slang In the high school setting Just like the Juno thing They say it's better the devil that you know But wait, don't I know you from school? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go But I hope there's no blood this time And you'll see Jennifer's body Keep the snaps to carry They all hang out at the same party And you'll see Jennifer's body Ginger snaps and carry Cause they all hang out at the same party When When it was written Rune 5 were the butt of so many jokes But it was close So why don't you make another Clear Make another clip of mine. Why don't you make another clip of mine? 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 Why don't you make another clip of mine?
Won't you make another clip of And you'll see Jennifer's body keep the steps to carry They all hang out at the same party You'll see Jennifer's body, Ginger snaps and carry Cause they all hang out at the same party 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 I'm not sure about your uh, American accent. I know. That, <laughs> it was, yeah, not not the best. I think it was pretty good, actually. Sorry, that was terrible. That was I used funny. to be actually quite good American accents. But... I know, it's all right. Oh, it's always harder when you have, to, you have to think about it. Yeah. Spontaneous is sort of okay. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that. That was, that was funny. <laughs> Made me laugh. Good. Well, like the film. Then. I like the idea of like Carrie and Jennifer and all being at the same party. Oh, yeah, funny. yeah. Well, Ginger Snaps and Carrie and Jennifer's body would definitely be hanging out together and Absolutely. chatting. Absolutely. Like probably, I figure, in the kitchen, mm. um, like near the drinks cabinet yeah, and the fridge for some reason. Okay. If you're going to visualise a party where films are hanging out together, they'll yeah. probably hang out together because they have a lot in common. Yeah, true. Cool. They're definitely hanging out by the fridge. All right, then, Vince. Because everyone knows you put the... Wash- the um, Vince, I think we're going far too much into this now. No, we're not. Champagne's in the washing machine. We all know it. Okay. Whatever. Do you want to play my song? <laughs> yeah. Remember the best looking girl in school. She was perfect. She was super cool. You drink in her shadows, bask in her light. Oh, she was a creature of the night. Sharp, deadly face. Extended like a bear trap behind her bangs. She's sexy and she's beautiful. Charming and inscrutable as a girlfriend, just not suitable. Shag her and you'll be immovable. Teenage hormones mixed with a curse Spreading through her body Jen, you're just the worst I can't say I blame her Men just say nice I'd murder them too If I'd be Shagger and you'll be immovable Bending off the succubus You're always bound to come up worse No point to even try At least you'll die on a high Bending off the succubus There's no need to make such a fuss You're the luckiest guy in the world Eaten whole by your dream girl Shove deadly pain Shove deadly Behind her bangs She's sexy and she's beautiful Charming and 
inscrutable as a girlfriend, just not suitable. Shagger and you'll be immovable. Shop deadly praise. Extended like a bear trap behind a bunch. She's sexy and she's beautiful. Charming and inscrutable as a girlfriend, just not suitable. Shagger and you'll be immovable. <laughs> be warned, Vincent. Okay, fine. Well, I'm sure that if I ever cross paths with Megan Fox, I'd be quite safe. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely. <laughs> I enjoyed doing that song. It was fun. I can tell. Yeah. Um, that was the cool room at the party. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the we're cool not, kids oh, went. No, we're not going back into this. No, once. we're not. No, okay. All right, it's, fine. Your theories about parties, I'm sure, are fascinating, but we'll be here all day. I have no more. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Would you like to hear a story? I would like to hear some background, yes. Okay. I mean, you say background. Uh, obviously. No Jennifer, pressure. Well, Jennifer's body is based around the idea of a succubus. Yes. Okay. So this is kind of what I've looked into. Um bit of a warning because the succubus is a sexual demon sexual nature are you going to have naughty words in well that and um this is a true life event of someone who has apparently dealt with the succubus right so there are going to be um mentions of sexual abuse and stuff like that okay so it's just a bit of a trigger warning um yeah if anyone feels that is a bit tricky for them or difficult then feel free to turn off okay um it's not all doom and gloom but there will be mentions i'm sure it. it won't be Okay, so are you ready? Yes. Are you steady? <gasps> yes. Okay, let's begin. So just to recap, a succubus is a demon or supernatural entity in folklore in female form that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. According to religious tradition, a succubus needs semen to survive. Repeated sexual activity with a succubus will result in a bond being formed between the succubus and the man, and a succubus cannot drain or harm the man with whom she is having intercourse. In modern representations, a succubus is often depicted as a beautiful seductress, like mm-hmm. Megan Fox, or en- enchantress, said it, rather than a demonic or frightening. And the male counterpart is called, do you know? Uh, an incubus. An incubus. And that's I wasn't what... sure if we were going that direction. Sorry, I wasn't prepared to have to talk. No, that's all right. So I'm, well... I'm aware of the word incubus. Yes, well done, Vince. I know. So this is someone who's actually dealt with an incubus. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I think a succubus is uh, featured as well, but this is mainly an incubus. In- incu and succubi. Yeah, that's the one. Fine. Okay. Okay. Hold on to your hats. This is quite intense. Oh, I should have done an incubus song. Oh. oh. So. Oh, well. Is that a band? Yes. Okay. It sounds like a Same genre. Kind of... Era, it could have worked. It doesn't matter. You know, if what? they're called Please incubus, I probably story. wouldn't have bothered listening to them. <laughs> probably not my thing. Are you ready? They're good. Right. They're good. Here we go. Here's the story. Okay. As a child, I always had incredible, vivid dreams. Lucid dreams were my favourite. I loved the way I could control these and make my own conscious decisions. I could freely create fantasy worlds, fly, do magic, whatever I wanted. Not sure a lot where this is going. My parents told me I used to talk a lot in my sleep, but I've never been a sleepwalker or had any other issues. Just a side note, I used to be able to lucid dream and it is incredible. It hasn't happened to me for a long time, but, hmm. you know, they, they are Useful amazing. Skill. You can literally do anything, make anything happen. It's amazing. That does sound like a yeah. lot of fun. I wish I wish I could still do it. I think it, it goes as you get older, sadly. Oh. So, 
As I get older, these dreams became sexual and quite enjoyable. I was a freshman at college when I first experienced sleep paralysis. I use this term loosely as I'm not sure if this is what I did indeed experience. I was in my room studying, sitting on my bed with my back against the wall. I don't remember falling asleep, but I do remember waking suddenly. At least, I thought I was awake. I opened my eyes at the sound of knocking at my bedroom door. Automatically, I tried to get up to answer it, but I couldn't move a muscle. Then I woke again. Again, the knocking came at the door. Again, my body refused to move. This continued over and over and over again, with me becoming more and more panicked with each reawakening. I felt stuck in some nightmarish cycle, my frozen body, the knocking at the door, my confused brain trying to figure out what was real and what wasn't. Again, side note, I've experienced this. It's horrible. This part you've experienced. I imagine what's going to come later, you probably... No, I haven't. haven't. This this particular I have experienced, and this is bad enough, I tell you, because you're just so confused. Mm. Refer to earlier episodes. Yeah. Finally, I awoke again, and this time I could hear voices... It started as a mumbling, soft and quiet, but then it began to get louder and louder. There were many different voices, all yelling different names and dates that I couldn't quite catch. It became so deafening that my head began to throb. Suddenly, I found I was able to raise my arms and clap my hands over my ears. My body was sluggish, but I could move. The pain in my head was intense. I felt drugged, but I began to crawl slowly off my bed, desperate to get away from the voices. I knew that if I didn't make it out of that room, my head was going to explode. Then I woke up again. For real this time. I was still in the same place, propped up against the wall, books in my lap. I was so nervous that I began to cry. It took me a little while to convince myself that I was actually awake. I needed badly to speak to someone in order to calm down. Grabbing my phone, I called my dad. He barely had time to say hello before I began gabbling to him, saying I'd gone crazy. He soothed me, saying that it was probably lack of sleep that had caused a nightmare. He suggested that before I admitted myself to a psych ward, I took some time out and made sure that I had some proper, well-needed sleep. That's all a good idea. Yeah. I listened to him. And it worked because I never had the experience again. Sometimes I would go over it in my mind and wish I could remember the names and the dates that I'd heard in the dream. But I reminded myself the pain had been so intense that I hadn't been able to focus. Fast forward about 13 years. I'd fallen asleep on the sofa. And then, again, I began to experience the unmistakable feeling of paralysis. I knew I was asleep. I could feel and hear the hum of the TV in the background. I tried to remain calm, willing my eyes to open. Then, I felt a weight on my chest. I managed to open my eyes and take in the room around me. The weight was still there, but the being in front of me was invisible. Yet, I could see it in my head. It was demonic, bluish in colour, about five foot tall. It stood straddled over my body, and it spoke to me in a language that I could not understand. Then... It assaulted me. It was horrifying and yet satisfying. I did fight it, I know that, but I only woke after I'd finished. 
My brain was foggy and I tried to make sense of what had happened. The horrifying thought that I had been assaulted by a demon came into my head. But as I calmed down and woke up properly, I began to see it more as a twisted sex dream. My marriage was in a bad place at that point, so maybe it was a strange way of my brain dealing with that. Two years later, we moved into a new house. This is where things began to get very strange. I'd say from strange to terrifying. It was slow at first. My husband was sleeping in the living room. He was on a type of medication that made him fall asleep early and usually wouldn't stir till the morning. So I'd go to our room alone most nights. I have to admit, part of me was quite relieved about this. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Then it started to happen. Just before I fell asleep, I would be gripped with the sensation that I wasn't able to breathe. This was always horrific as I thought I would suffocate. Again, side note, I know how that feels. Mm. Then the invisible demon would begin to assault me. Crazy as it sounds, I would enjoy it on some level. I had drifted apart from my husband and we had very little intimacy left in our relationship. While I never fully consented to what was happening during these dreams, I had to admit they filled a desire that I'd very much needed. What scared me though was that I knew this was a demon. This thing would speak to me. I suppose it would be the equivalent of demon dirty talk. Afterwards, I would try to remember what it had said. It was was as if I was playing a foggy, drunken conversation back in my mind. I could only remember snippets of it. This activity continued for months. I was convinced now that this was not a dream. It was very, very real. Then the experiences became more and more frightening, and the pleasure became less and less. It was as though a demon had stepped things up a gear. I began to dread going to bed. When I did, I would try desperately to wake myself up before anything could happen. It was now happening every night, whereas before it was only happening once or twice a week. I was exhausted all the time. Then, one night the demon came to me, but he wasn't alone. Kneeling by him was a beautiful blonde woman. She gazed at me with intense curiosity. She spoke in whispers with the demon. Looking around, I realised I was surrounded. There were demons everywhere. My room was a sea of sinister, jagged smiles. I began to panic. The demons were jostling each other, trying to get a good look at me. Then, I began to feel myself being lifted up. It was as if there was a rope tied around my ankles and I was being dragged towards the ceiling. I hung upside down. Then the original demon began to advance towards me. I could sense the excitement of all the others in the room. In desperation, I began to recite the Lord's Prayer in my head. I'd never been religious in the slightest, but I couldn't think of what else to do. The excitement around me suddenly turned to red-hot anger. The demons clamped their ugly claws over their ears and screamed. Then I woke up. I was elated. It seemed to me that I had beaten my demons. I could sleep easy the next night. How wrong I was. I got into bed the following evening looking forward to a peaceful night's sleep. But to my horror, I quickly slipped into sleep paralysis. This time, the lone demon who came to me was different. There was no sexual aspect to him at all, no pleasure. I knew without a doubt that he was going to torture me. I was about to be punished for my behaviour the previous night. I again felt my ankles being tied and my body being lifted. 
Quickly, I began to pray. I recited the Lord's Prayer over and over again. In my head, I heard the demonic laughter. Then it spoke to me. That shit won't work on me. Then, like a razor blade, I felt its claws slice through my body, through my stomach, then protruding out through my back. It was pain beyond any pain I could imagine, far worse than childbirth, which I've also experienced. I kept praying and praying. Suddenly, I awoke with a start. Still, for a long while, I couldn't move. I was in total agony. All that day, I ached and struggled to walk. Yet there was not a single mark on my body. My husband asked me what was the matter. I swallowed my pride and I told him about my experiences. He listened. Then he said, Well, if you ask me, it's just a nightmare. I think you're just being silly, to be honest. (laughs) Bloody men. (laughs) (laughs) Told you, they're all shits. That's why I'm not going to marry one. (laughs) He was no help at all. So I decided to call a friend of mine who lived in Mexico. I knew that some cultures often told stories of the incubus and the succubus. I told him of my experiences and he took me seriously. He told me that I was experiencing no dream. You may have unintentionally invited this demon in, he explained. Did you ever tell it not to come back after the experience ends? No, I replied. You must, he said. You must tell the demon he is not welcome. And you must continue to pray. Be careful, he added. For it is easy to be fooled by such an entity. I thanked him for his advice and prepared myself to face the demon once more. Bizarrely, over the next two weeks, my experiences went back to how they'd been before. The demon was far more gentle and the experiences were more exciting and pleasing. It was hard to say no, but it was even harder to tell him not to come back. But I had invited him in and now I had to uninvite him permanently. It took those two weeks of being strong, saying no and saying you are not welcome for these experiences to stop. These days I still get sleep paralysis, but I know how to jump scare myself awake. I still turn cold now, thinking back on what I went through. What kind of things we can leave ourselves open to when we sleep? I truly hope I never go through anything like this again, but if I do, at least I'm prepared. So if anyone fancies trying to summon or invite a demon in, I'll say this. It may only seem like a dream, but the pain is very, very real. Okay. Well, that's an interesting kind of story. I know. Ooh. Sorry if it was a bit intense. I just thought, no, no, no. you know. It's very specific, like like the ropes around your ankles and being dangled yeah. around. Okay, that's... I mean, thank Christ I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. But I Actually, she said at the end that she managed to jump scare herself awake. That sounds like an interesting skill. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've never experienced anything. I mean, if people have listened to previous episodes, they'll have heard about some of my sleep paralysis um, uh, adventures. Um, Nothing like that. No pain, no sexual activity, no being dragged up by your uncles. But I have had the demon sitting on my chest and suffocating me. I have had the waking up. And then reawakening, and we, I had, I've had mm. that, um, and I do now. I know how to uh, wake myself up because okay. any kind of sleep paralysis is horrible, to be honest. So mm. yeah, I, I can, I can relate slightly to this person. Um, I'm just glad I've not experienced uh, quite as horrific as they have. This big blue thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah so uh i have i have all the sympathy for this person that's horrible horrible thing to go mm. to and i've had a mild version of that and that on its own was was bad enough to be honest so yeah if anyone else has experienced um sleep paralysis or has any um stories they'd like to share please do get in touch and let us yeah, know yeah yeah let's make that the sort of focus of this episode yeah absolutely because i you know i i haven't i found out only like last year that my cousin gets sleep paralysis as well and you and we didn't even know that we both get it you just don't really talk you're about really it you're really close yeah you just <laughs> don't really talk about it because you kind of feel a bit embarrassed because it's a dream basically people who don't have it don't they oh it's just a dream what's the problem and they don't actually understand how real it is um so yeah an interesting mix of sleep paralysis and you know an old folklore tale of succubus mm. and incubus you know well i wonder if that came about to try and explain away this possibly this- you know, happening to people. Oh, it's because you're being visited by a, a demon. demon. Yeah, you know, I mean, it certainly feels like that. Honestly, when it yeah. happens to you, it's certain, um, it'd be interesting to look more into the folklore of mm. incubus and succubus. Obviously, um, but I just thought that was an interesting story. Um, yeah. So, if anyone's you know had dealings with any kind of incubus or succubus or just any seat paralysis stories, we'd be really interested to hear them, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. We would. Let's, cool. Uh, let's catalogue more yeah. of this kind of stuff because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. So hopefully you're not all like severely depressed after that. Um, <laughs> I don't feel depressed. I think that good. was very interesting. Good, good. I was worried it would be a bit too intense, but I mean, there no, was no, a no, lot I, of stuff I, think, I, I, think right. I took out a lot of detail. I imagine graphics were left yeah, out of this. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff I took out. So I was like, we don't really need that. Um, but yeah, the, I, I still hope I did the story That's more justice. for an OnlyFans version of this, uh, yeah, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can get in touch with us Um ghostgiguk gmail.com yeah so tell tell us about your sleep paralysis and similars absolutely find us on the socials Um, Instagram's the best one just search ghostgig we'll be back with a song episode in two weeks we shall thank you for listening bye goodbye goodbye